Welcome back to the Blind Side Rewind. I'm one of your hosts, Jeremy Timmerman, joined as always by Justin Baxley. Justin, how's it going, man? It's it's going. Watching watching our Braves uh, in the postseason, uh, yeah. back in the NLCS for the second straight season. Um, I know heartbreak, Jeremy, uh, and I hope that I don't feel it this year. <laughs> like, it, how sad is it? Like last night, so we're recording on Wednesday. Uh, they're currently playing Game Four of the NLCS. How sad is it that not only last night did all of us, everybody who's been a Braves fan for more than 10 minutes, knew that they were going to lose <laughs> that game, even up 5-2. to two, Like, we really felt like this is going to go south. Not only that, but as I was leaving the house, to, I had to run to the store, and the, the game was going well. I was like, oh, this is really going to hurt when they're up 3-1 tomorrow with Max Freed pitching on full rest, and they still lose that game. That's really going to hurt. Yeah, um, yeah, that's gonna it's gonna kill the momentum, and like then we're gonna get to go back home up three to two, and then proceed to blow the whole series at home in front of our home. Right, and, <laughs> and and that probably sounds ridiculous if you're not a Braves fan, but if you are a Braves fan, you know exactly what we're talking about. So, yeah, they have to make it as painful as possible. Right, it like just we can't be, we can't. You can't beat us in four games and like let me just you know put me out of my misery. You you've got to got to prolong it, make me think I'm going to win something. And uh, right. the Braves the Braves could have even gotten swept by the Brewers, and I would have been like, hey, yeah. great season, guys. But they've got to let it be as painful as possible. So, it, oh, every time, yeah. every time. Yeah. But this is <laughs> not a baseball. It's funny. Go ahead. <laughs> I, just say, I was born in '94, so like I I've only known truthfully known Braves. Blunders. I've never experienced a Braves World Series or anything remotely close to that. So, so th- th- this will hurt me yeah, even more. It was fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, but it's not much fun anymore. And I just, I've just got a feeling. But this is not a, this is not a baseball podcast. It is a Survivor podcast. And we just finished episode five of season forty-one, and the star of this episode was the edit to me. Yeah, um, I would say that in terms of like if you're grading it A plus or you're doing on a scale for from ten to ten, ten, like it was it was expertly edited. And I mean, it, look, look, I mean they, they've been doing this for forty one seasons now, um, but even sometimes the edit gets redundant or the edit gets I don't want to say simplified, but you you've got folks that can read these edits and know exactly what's going to happen, and um, they 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 tossed us some curveballs tonight that made. As you put it, you know, we were talking uh, before the podcast, you put it perfectly. Um, They made moments that shouldn't have been suspenseful, very suspenseful. And and that's something that they've messed up, at least in in seasons 38 through 40, that they've they've gotten very formulaic. And and tonight, the the first thing we see is we see um, Jeannie – well, actually, (laughs) Ua, Jeannie found the – uh, Ua got the, the feature tonight. I mean, they were they were definitely the 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 tribe that we saw the most of, which is weird because they're the smallest tribe. There were only three of them to start the episode. Jeannie finds the beware advantage, and we knew she was going to find it because they showed us that in the next time on Survivor last last week. But um, she finds it, and she decides to go back and tell Ricard and Shan, which. Uh, <laughs> Hindsight being twenty twenty, she probably wishes she hadn't done that, but she did. And 
She goes back and she tells them that she's found it. She assumes it is correctly that it is Brad's three part idol. And she, she picks it up or she, she tells Shannon Ricard. They all agree. They're just going to leave. it. What does Shan do? She goes back and get, she, she and Ricard go back and, and Shan takes it. Well, she takes. They somehow pitch to Jeannie this idea that Shan, because they're they're letting her believe that nobody's picked up this this idol, that Shan, because they know Brad's phrase, right? Um, they're just gonna say it. That they're gonna say the phrase at the immunity challenge and just see what happens. Yeah. And Jeremy, I told you when we were watching it, or you know, I was chatting with you about it. I said that's what I would have done anyway. Like I would have, like, who's to say you couldn't just say it, right? Like you know the phrase at this point. Like, who's to say you couldn't just say it? it especially if they put it back out there. And look, I know they found it, but like, and but I told you, I thought that the right play for Jeannie at the time, I thought the right play was to give it to Sham because I thought because of the way the edit has shown, they haven't shown us any of the Luvu tribe, hardly. Uh, last last episode, we got a little bit of Luvu because they were planning to try to throw the the comp, could not throw it, but we got a little bit more Luvu than we have in a while. But for the most part, we haven't seen anybody hunting for idols or anything over there on that beach. They've just been chilling and having a good time. And so, and winning. And, winning. and so, my thought process was there's a good chance Luvu does not have their immunity idol yet. And if I'm Genie, I know that, that Xander's got one, but I also don't like Luvu has been winning. Like maybe, maybe I do let Shan take it because then that eliminates Shan from having a vote. And then all of a sudden, like I've got a good shot here to go one, one with Ricard and maybe even flip Ricard to take Shan out while she has an idol. Um, or, you know, if you could get Ricard in that situation. Um, but I don't know that I, at first I didn't think Jeannie even would need the idol, that maybe it would be a hindrance because she couldn't afford to lose her vote. But then the edit takes over and man, what a beautiful, beautiful editing that they did at this challenge. Um, they blindsided they us. Blindsided. They blindsided us. Because in any, in any of these last three seasons, they would have shown us all three tribes. They would have shown us the exact moment in time, so to speak, that each tribe found the idol. But they didn't show us mm-hmm. the Luvu tribe finding it. They just let us be at the challenge, and, and Shan says her little phrase first, which I... I would wonder how they would have handled it. And this was a flaw in this design that they didn't pay for. The, 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 what would have yes. happened if they had not opened that advantage, guessed correctly what it was, or incorrectly? What if that had been Correct. a different advantage? Because this is the second kind of aware advantage we've seen, and they look the yep. same on the outside. What if this was something? Correct. One. What if this is one led like carp, right? Yeah, one was the 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 summit with Brad and um, Tiffany and Sid. Tiffany. And what Sid. if it had been another thing altogether? But they found it. They guessed. They said the phrase. The other two say their phrase. Does somebody from production come and tell Xander that? Nope, that's that's not actually real. 
but th- they did get well. They didn't guess correctly. They knew because they had opened it. As far as Jeannie knew, they didn't know. Right. They were just they guessing. were just guessing. But Shan goes ahead and says her phrase. Then uh, Xander says his. Which, by the way, they set that up really nicely. I don't mean to cut you off, but the way that Shan got Xander to say his phrase back was very clever. So she says her broccoli phrase uh, because she's a vegan and she was able to like her and her and Ricard were able to get that phrase out there. And she's just like, you know, I'm over here looking at, at everything as if it's food, like broccoli or little trees almost. And then she turns to Xander and like leans down the line and goes, you know, man, it's kind of like when you were talking about them, them, uh, butterflies or something the other day and then Xander repeats the phrase back to her. I thought that was masterful gameplay by, by Shan. Well, it was inter- it, it was a nice way to, to get to it. I do kind of think by this point, the jig is up. Everyone out there knows what's going on. Like, I, yeah, maybe they don't so. know. Maybe they just don't realize that everybody knows what's going on, but everybody knows what's going on. Um, Partially because Xander's an idiot and he's told everybody what his situation is. But, and then <laughs> out of the blue, literally the blue, uh, Lubu Nasir says, Jeff, like just ready to move on. And Nasir says, Jeff, um, I just, I'm as confused as a goat eating, as a goat on AstroTurf. And then we get a flashback to Nasir finding that. <laughs> the beware. beware of Angie, and he's so excited to find it and he's just his joy is is as evident as it ever is and it was just a really neat way to kind of surprise us with that 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 those idols are are now activated um and it really just changes the course of the game i mean it just changes everything um it does and and another thing man is just that nasir moment was really cool i told you probably halfway through the episode how much i just really enjoy nasir he has such a joy for the game of survivor and obviously you know like he talks about that survivor helped teach him english like that's where he picked up a lot of that so he's got a cool little story but like let's talk about his daughter tonight he tells the story of his yeah and he talks about that she would like take things and hide it around in the backyard as if it was an immunity idol and like let him practice finding the immunity idol. And that's just, that's such a cool thing. Like I think about you going on survivor because you've talked about it quite a bit. And I just think of, of your kids going out there and having a little fun with you and, and throwing some throwing things up in some trees or whatever, what, what have you and, and letting you go find that. And like, that's just a very real moment to see that come out of Nasir. I, and I talk about it a lot. Survivor is, is, is one of my favorite shows because it does kind of reflect life. It lets you kind of put yourself in that position to some degree. And so I think that's just, to me, that was a really cool moment. It was a wholesome, he's got a wholesome joy for the game. Not that others, it, I don't, I don't know that any of them have a non wholesome or like a sinister joy for the game or anything, but like yeah. you see people like JD's, like JD's was different. JD had a love for the game, but it was about a check in boxes. Right. It, it's, he wants to, he, I want to be on Survivor. And JD's not the first. You know, we saw it from Adam. We've seen it from others. We've seen it from people who play the game in these latter seasons where I want to come out here and I want to find an idol. I want to be part of Blindside. Um, I've got a strategy. Nasir, Nasir feels like more of a throwback to uh, 
around seasons like 10 to 15 when everybody who was on Survivor had seen for Survivor, but they were just so excited to be out here. You know, they're, they're not super strategic. They don't mm-hmm. have, they don't have a playbook laid out, but they're just, man, I'm so glad to be here. I want to, I want to be the best I can. And that's what I get from Nasir, especially in those moments. So I was really glad that he was the one who found it. Also, he's somebody that, you know, obviously Luvu hasn't voted anybody out yet, but we've seen, he, he's gotten heat from a couple of different directions. And it kind of feels like he's somebody that if they were to go to tribal council as a tribe, that he could be in some trouble. So it, 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 I just think it was cool to see him get it. Um, yeah. And I, there's another cool moment with him tonight. I know we're jumping around a little bit, but there was the other moment when Danny and Deshaun try to bring him in on the throw in the challenge tonight. And Nasir's like, no, I don't really want to do that. But he got so excited and it was so like, I, I want to use adorable for a grown man, but like he was, he was like just super, he's like, I just feel like I'm finally a part of this tribe. Like I've got these two guys that, that genuinely want to try to work with me and they're, they're including me in their plans. And like, I just, they want me to cheat with them. <laughs> Do what? <laughs> they want me to cheat with them. You know, right. it's, it's just, <laughs> they're, including, they're including me so in their sinister plot. How fun is this? <laughs> he was, there was so much joy in it. He's like, you know, they're, they're just trying to include me in their plan to, you know, take out one of my allies. It's so much fun. <laughs> yeah yeah it, it was just it, it's a, it was a cool moment and, and I, I, I had a lot of fun watching that and that's just I mean it, over and over tonight we, we saw these bits of editing where it just it they made it so much so much cooler than it than it necessarily had to be um, another one was <laughs> when Shan it, it wasn't as, as like a surprise or anything but when Shan and Liana got chosen to go um, after Yasa and Luvu are the ones who are the, the tribes that get immunity. Uh, th- those two are chosen to go up to um, the summit and, and they have a really cool moment. And we hear Shan's full story, how she uh, battled drugs and, and uh, just, I don't, I don't know if she ever said she battled drugs, but her, her, her mom battled addiction and Shan got involved with, being affiliated with a gang and um, how that she, you know, she found faith from that and became a pastor and just, and, and her mom passed away and she and Liana connected over that. So we just got that cool kind of almost, I don't want to say a, a, an intermission break, but like in the middle of the episode, we got this cool sentimental <laughs> moment um, that just really added a lot. I thought. Yeah, and I also think it sets up a lot for the future with her and Liana potentially once they get to the merge. Um, you know, I know you're not as a, a Big Brother fan, but I, you know, I follow it and I keep up with it and I watch it quite, quite a bit. I explained to you a couple of weeks ago something that was really cool that was happening over there on Big Brother was that they had their first African American winner, um, and a part of that was that they were guaranteed it because they had formed an alliance. Um, built around that and they had the final six were all African-Americans. And so you knew you were going to finally get the first African-American winner, a big brother. And so I don't know if it's possible, but like there's quite a bit of, of people of color on this particular season. Um, like with Nasir and there's Danny and Deshaun and Liana and, 
and uh, Shan and Ricard. There's all these groups that are, and uh, you know, there's a couple more, but uh, that I'm probably blanking on. But there's quite a bit of, of of diversity, and we've talked about that in our first episode. And so I don't know. They mentioned it a couple times when they were walking up about you know their race and about their you know backgrounds a little bit. And so I just wonder if we may be getting a little bit of foreshadowing to a potential alliance that could be coming between those two and Ricard, and then maybe um, Liana and them are able to, to bring Danny and Deshaun in or something like that, something along those lines, um, and create a little bit of an alliance there. Well, nine of the last 13, you know, coming into the night, there were 13 people left and nine were minorities but by my count. Um, and that's, just racial minorities that that's not counting you know evie who's uh lgbt um that genie well, as well i, I can't a genie because she uh, she is she's a racial minority so you, you, you're, you're, you're talking about you're talking about oh, people okay. of color like nine of the 13 remaining players are people coming into tonight were, were people of color so eight of 12 going forward um with uh, <laughs> Sydney, Sydney, Evie. I, I miscounted. I miscounted. Know that I miscounted. It's a, the point is, there's more people of color left than, than white people left. And <laughs> that's, that's, that's really cool because it's not, as, as I said before, um, before the season, it's, it feels a very natural. Um, some of these people, we know they're minorities, but it's not as, well, we have six black people. Look, they're, they're clearly black. And we have two Hispanic people. They're clearly Hispanic. It's it's very melting pot mixed culturally um, season, and I really like that. Um, but yeah, so that was just a really cool moment. But I tell you another thing, it did, Justin. I, after they got through with this segment, my wife had had come home and and she was sitting there watching with me a little bit, and I turned to her, I said, "Well, Shan's either winning or she's going home tonight." <laughs> you know, like like we got this. Yeah, like, yeah, because we got the we got that random burst of emotion. Um, from yeah, Shan. Well, we've talked about that some. Uh, too, that the we, emotional tribute kind of turned some of these little tropes on their head. That like Shan got to go in home at it tonight, and then she didn't go home. Spoiler alert. Um, so that was just a really cool spot. They just that they make the, the right decision. Liana or Shan has some stuff in her pocket already. Liana doesn't. So they uh, they decide that that Liana is going to. Go the risk it route. Shan's going to protect it, and Liana's going to get an advantage. Before we get to Liana's advantage, which I do kind of like her advantage, you, I, I'm a big fan of that advantage. Said, actually, because one of the things that they discussed when they were connecting on the little summit area was Shan kind of unprompted, kind of unprompted, said to Liana, "By the way, if I don't make it to day twelve, Wow. Or whatever, uh, you should uh-huh. you shouldn't trust Ricard. He's my number one, right? That's what that's what she said. Correct. But that's I don't know how I feel about that because I mean I guess what I guess what she was trying to say is that like he's my number one. So if I get voted out, you can't trust him. Correct, uh, but. I think there are ways for her to get like, especially because of what we see later. She kind of pushes him towards where he could have voted her out and it would have really been his fault. Um, 
Yeah, no, I, I actually thought that he should have voted her out. Right. Um, I mean, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, and so, so I really think it kind of unnecessarily screwed Ricard because there's a chance that, you know, what happens if tonight advantage Palooza goes off, uh, Shan doesn't feel comfortable. Uh, neither does Jeannie. Jeannie rolls her dice. Shan plays his, or Shan, Shan doesn't play her idol, but, uh, Ricard's got her extra vote and, and somehow Shan goes home when Ricard really didn't want her to go home. And now she's ruined Ricard's game too. That seemed whew, just a little bit unnecessary. I, I'm not sure why she did that. Um, because if she, if she's gone home before the merge, why does she care so deeply about screwing Ricard? I don't understand that. Yeah. So here's kind of my take on that whole situation. At first I thought it was a good move by Shan to basically say, Hey, look, there's a chance that Ricard is going to realize that I have a lot of power in this game and I'm putting all my trust in him. There's a chance that if he screws me tonight, don't trust him when you, cause like there, there's a chance that if I go home tonight and you're going to want to go work with Ricard, don't do that because he clearly is not a per- person that you can, you can actually work with because he didn't work with me. So at first I thought it was kind of smart because it was, <laughs> Because on the surface that looks like a maybe a, a solid move to to screw Ricard basically out of out of a, at an alliance, um, and but like you're saying, like it, I mean, does it really? Why why does she care so much? If she's gone, but I guess it's it's just a it, it almost makes me think that Shan's paranoia is about to get her voted out like very soon. Um, instead of being a winner, I think we're about to see the implosion of Shan. Um, and you mentioned she got a kind of a going home at it tonight. I think that's setting up for a very soonish exit for Shan. Um, and the reason I like the other thing I think that comes out of this is she told, uh, Liana, she has the idol. Um, not knowing she probably, if I had to guess, thought that that, uh, advantage was just going to be another extra vote and that they could work and use that together. However, now that I think about it, let me throw out the possibility that Liana decides to screw Shan. She knows that Shan has that idol. She could go up and ask her, hey, do you have an idol? And that idol becomes Liana's. She, know, she knows that, that like the knowledge is power uh, advantage, spoiler real quick, is the advantage that she ends up getting out of that. And it's not an extra vote. And that advantage, correct me if I'm wrong on this, Jeremy, basically allows you to ask one question, like, do you have an idol or do you have an advantage? And if that person says yes, you get that advantage or you get that idol from them. Yeah, I I don't think she'll end up screwing Shan because the only time she could do that really would be after the merge. And I just think that Shan is too valuable. If they both get to emerge, Shan's too value of an, of an, uh, valuable of an ally to her at this point. And the other well, thing is that, here, like... Here's the thing. If, if those two tribes that have a ton of folks decide, hey, we, we, we want to get out the two Ua people, and don't even, we don't want to give them a chance to turn on any of us. We don't want to give them a chance to group up with one of us. Let's fight it out. Let's let's us go. You know, we'll play this game. Let's get let's get. They're two master strategists, and we need them out of this game. 
the quickest way to do that is to walk up to Shan and say, look, we've decided to take Uwai out. We're done. We're not going to do this. Um, do you have an idol? Take her idol from her. And then the two Uwai people go out immediately. Well, that's, I mean, that that's fair. But then she, Liana has an idol and Shan knows she has an idol. And Shan is an immediate enemy. And she's going to tell whoever's on the opposition, hey, Liana's got an idol now. My understanding was it sounded like maybe she could do it at tribal. I, I could be wrong on that. She seemed to say it something about tribal. I don't know. I have to go back tomorrow and watch it um, and see if I can zoom in on the, on the advantage again. But I just wonder if, if we're going to get a, a very quick uh, thing where even if, even if she does, like I wonder if she tells the people she's working with at the merge, like, hey, I have this advantage. I'm going to go steal this thing from, from, from Shan. That way we can go ahead and vote her out. Right. But then Shan will have the opportunity and no reason not to tell the people who aren't in Liana's Alliance. Hey, Liana has an idol. Yeah, that's fair. But I mean, at this point, Liana just plays her idol, which she, you know, she could play her idol and get Shan out anyway. So I think, and, and tonight, the way that she, you know, and of course she could go a different route. I think the smarter play is to get Xander's. Agreed. No, no, no. I'm saying like there's, they've set it up though, where Liana can go in two different directions. Yeah. No, no, I agree with she that. Can, yeah. She can either work with Shan at the merge and they can work together and move forward in the game uh, and, and bring in Xander's idol. And they now have a, a, a two person. Uh, they've got a, a three-person alliance, and then they probably pull in Evie and Tiffany, and then all of a sudden you've got a five-person alliance with two idols, um, and you got to feel pretty good about being able to make it pretty far with that group having two idols and 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 Shan's extra vote as well. And Shan's extra vote, so you got an extra vote, and you've got two idols um, at that point. <clears throat> so there's a really good chance. That, that that works, or maybe Liana just befriends Xander and pulls him in. That's a possibility. I don't really know how they're going to work that, but basically what I'm saying is, is that Liana now has a couple different paths she can go down. It's she can work with Shan, or she can betray Shan. Um, she can work with Xander, she can betray Xander because that's on her her tribe. Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of how that particular storyline plays out. Yeah, I think, I, I, again, I think Shan or Liana, the way she's aiming now, has the right idea. I think, I yes, think, I think take, you, out, take Xander's and then take him out. Take Xander's and then take him out because he can, all he can do is tell the people who already know. You know, he can, all he can do, if you do it before any sort of merge or anything like that, the only people who will know is Evie and. Tiffany, but they're on your side. Um, mm-hmm. The other possibility, Jeremy, and let me throw this one out, is that we don't know what's coming next week. We don't know if it's a merge. It doesn't seem like a merge. You mentioned that it could be, was it three, tri- four tribes of three? Yeah, we'll get into that at the end, but yeah, we, we don't know well, what's coming, but they also don't know what's coming. Right. Well, what I was going to throw out there, though, is but the editors do. And so I yeah. wonder if there's a possibility that Liana ends up with Shan and Ricard on a tribe together with those three. 
and Liana takes Shan's idol and idols out Ricard. Yeah. That yeah. I'm just throw that that is the potential one that I hadn't thought of until that moment. Is if we end up with with some with something super crazy in which Liana doesn't really have a choice because she's going to get voted out if she doesn't use her advantage. She may end up having to take that idol from Shan and use it for herself. Yeah, no, I could see that too, and and we'll get to that at the end because I I have no idea what this could be that's coming next <laughs> week. Um, and really we're 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 pretty much there now because we. The last little bit of editing, it was a big bit, but time-wise of, of editing genius happened as we're, you know, Ua loses immunity and we're going to um, tribal council with Jeannie and Shan and Ricard. And I really, I, it was kind of refreshingly honest yet dishonest at the same time. How when, Shan, while Shan was on, <clears throat> her little retreat with Liana, um, Jeannie and Ricard were discussing. Ricard kind of plays um, Jeannie and gets her to think that he's trying to convince her to vote Shan when really all he's trying to do is get her, essentially get her to not roll her dice. Um, and and he, he's planning all along to vote mm-hmm. for Jeannie. And then Shan comes back and she is openly like, Hey, let's, let's, let's all talk. Let's all do our pitches. And they all present their cases for why all three of them should vote for the other essentially. And it was, it was just kind of fun to hear everybody just kind of lay it out. And because of that, they led us to believe through those discussions and through tribal council that any of the three of these people could go home. Correct. And I thought coming into it, um, going into tribal, that perhaps the most, the, the safest one, partic- potentially was Jeannie. Yeah. You know, I, it, was, it was a roller coaster because I started out as soon as, uh, as soon as we lost, I said, well, bye, Jeannie. Um, if she's gone, right. uh, Shannon and Ricard have set themselves up as a, as a, power duo i'm sure they would have loved to have carried genie into the merge but that's not possible now one of them has to go it's going to be genie and then like you i kind of thought genie got kind of safe because shan and ricard had this very tense moment where shan made another unforced error she comes to ricard and uh, she had let ricard hold Mm -hmm. her vote um because Similar to JD, but but different yeah, reasons. Was was voluntary because she said, "Hey, if I lose my vote, because you know she had the beware advantage. If if something happens and I don't have my vote, I want you to have the extra vote so that we can take out Jeannie." And she decides to go to Ricard and ask for her vote back. Um, in a way that I don't, I really do think she meant for it to be, "Hey, you know, I I, I want it back. I want all my stuff," you know, but. Her reasoning for wanting all her stuff was in case Ricard goes home. And one of the main ways Ricard can go home is if Shan's going to vote for him. Um, of course, it's also possible that the way to correct that error would have been to say, listen, I want it in my pocket in case Jeannie rolls her dice and votes for you. That's the way to sell that is like, we can't control whether she rolls her dice, and if she does and she's safe and votes for you, 
I don't want you, I, I don't want to lose that vote. I want it in my pocket. Um, now all Ricard has to say is, well, at that yeah. point, I'll just give you your vote back. Um, I, I, I thought it was a big unforced error in the sense that like, it just doesn't make sense to, to not split the advantages, right? Like, you 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 have an advantage. Ricard made a great point. He said it the right way. He said, if I give you this vote, there's no reason for you to keep me. If right. I keep the vote, there's there's a reason for you to keep me. And if you keep the idol, there's a reason for me to keep you. So neither of us can turn on the other. Like we both we both are, are master strategists, I agree. But I don't want you and your idol out because I, I, you know, I want to work with you. Like we're, you're my number one. I don't want to have to send you home because I want to be able to use the idol with you. But I also am not going to give you back the extra vote until tomorrow because at that point I become super expendable because it's the exact same. He he said it. He said you're giving me the same pitch that I told you to go to JD with. Right. Is that you, 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 you wanted him to trust you. Like you came, you were like, I want your trust. But so in order to have your trust, like in order for me to trust you, you've got to give me my advantage back. It's literally the exact same conversation that she had with JD. And it sounds like Ricard may have had a little bit more to do with that. It moved than we realized um, because he jumped on it quickly and said, Shan, that's exactly the argument I told you to go to JD with to get the vote so that we could get him out. And now all of a sudden you're bringing it to me. I'm automatically going to think that that means you're going to try to take me out. And and I definitely think what we're getting set up with, with the conversations we're seeing between these two is that they, we're not going to have a situation. I don't think they're both going to the end anymore. I thought that was a possibility, but both of them are no. fully aware that Shan has executed a lot of their plans. Ricard is the brain behind a lot of their plans. Neither of them can afford to have the to neither one of them can risk the other one being able to take credit for their part of the of the plans at tri, at final tribal. They need uh that they're right. probably unless something just really brutal happens, Ricard will vote for Shan if he's on the jury, and and Shan will vote for Ricard if if she's on the jury, and so they're not worried about that, but they can't afford to have to lose votes because these three people decided that Ricard the Ricard's half was the more important. And these three people decided that Shan's half was more important. So I do think we're setting up that at some point that duo is going to split. And it's just a matter of, of who has the advantage right now. It's gotta be Shan, especially if she can get that vote back from, from Ricard. Uh, it, it's gotta be her because she has the advantages. Um, I just wonder if we're going to get some sort of swap. Um, where they get separated, and Ricard just takes it with him. Well, if Shan's if 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 Shan is half as smart as I think she is, she will ask for that vote at the very latest as soon as they wake up the next morning. Like, hey, you know, the the trust came through, and uh, and and we 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 stuck together. And they gave me my vote back. Um, 
But but yeah, you're right. That that could very well happen. But in the end, I thought what was really interesting is that like a lot of times a vote happens and I either really, really agree with it or I really, really disagree with it. Uh, But I feel like there was a very clear path to take tonight because of the dynamics of that tribe. I feel like both Shane and Ricard had very compelling reasons to vote for either of the other people. Um, and, and it's pretty much identical. It's a matter mm-hmm. of, and it was the title of the episode tonight, I believe, loyalist or uh, strategist. Do you want to take the person yeah. that's going to be a strategic asset to you until they aren't? Until they turn, on, turn you. on you. Or do you want to take the person who is going to be loyal to you, but might make a mistake because of how honest they are? Um, and so both of yeah. them had that decision, and then Jeannie had an interesting decision. Does she, which of these two people? Now, in the end, she couldn't trust either one of them. But which of these two people does she trust Correct. more to vote with her? Um, frankly, if it were mm-hmm. me, if I was Shan or Ricard, I would have gone with Jeannie and voted for the other, and let and let Jeannie decide who was going home. Mm-hmm. So here's I, I threw this out to you, right? Of of a potential move for Ricard, um, is that he takes the he goes to Jeannie, tells Jeannie, "Hey, I'm with you. I'm 100. percent I'm voting with you. Take the vote. Put one vote on Jeannie. Take that extra vote and put one vote on on Shan. And if Jeannie if Jeannie votes um, Shan, um, <clears throat> yeah, Jeannie votes Shan." It's it's two to two, hopefully. Or that way, if if Shan goes and votes Ricard, it's a two one one situation, and Shan goes home. Um, I thought he should have used the extra vote to take out Shan. Is what I'm. <laughs> that's a really roundabout way of saying it. But also, what it would have done is, in my mind, if Shan somehow decides to play her idol. There will be a vote on Jeannie and a vote on Sham, but there will be no votes on our card. Well, the the downside of that is what happens if he splits those two extra votes and then both of the girls vote for him? I guess he, I guess he would have been screwed either way then. Yeah, he was going home anyway. Yeah, that, that, that's so true. I think I, personally, I would have split the split use that extra vote, split it, um, and hoped that Shan did not uh, hope that Shan used her either didn't use her idol and she goes home or she does use her idol and Jeannie goes home. And yeah, it, it definitely ruins that trust, but you're not going home. <laughs> right. Yeah. That that's an idea. I really, you know, I just really think, and I said it with JD last week and he went home. I really think out of that tribe, everyone, but Ricard, should have been trying to get Ricard out. And everyone but Shan should have been trying yeah. to get Shan out. Those, those should Agreed. have been the priorities. And uh, first of all, what threw them all off was was Brad going um, advantage crazy and just having so much in his pockets that, that you that you kind of had to send him home. Um, I still would have I still would have sent Shan or Ricard home. I probably would have too, but I can certainly see where you know, if those two are voting for Brad and you're JD and you're still trying to get in good with them 
and that that's three. And at that point, that's yeah. enough, you know. Um, so, um, but so, so I get why they got sidetracked a little bit, but it was very clear early on that those two were the strategic threats. Um, and right, that's strategic threats for the whole season, right, right now. I mean, it's hard I to know what's going on. We don't know what Luvu has strategically. Um, right. We assume it's probably Deshaun and Erica. That we've, yeah, been we, told, we've been told that. Right. We we don't know that. Oh, Sydney at least tries to be strategic. We don't know. I don't think Sydney's very strategic. We <laughs> we don't know how good she is at it, but she tries Sydney, to be. Sydney, you got to look at Sydney in a different lens. Because Sydney also thinks she's a physical threat. She thinks that she's a you know she's got all these. The I, I know you've got me on this on on Tyson's uh, podcast now. And they were talking about it. They're like, we really hope Cindy doesn't go home because we're just enjoying her character of like the way she just looks in the camera. And she's just like, I'm, I'm just a triple combo. Like I'm, I'm, I'm hot. I'm the best strategic person. I'm the best athletically. And like, I'm just, I'm just the best. Like, I don't think you guys are understanding, but you're watching greatness right now. And like, well, but to be fair, tonight what, what we what did we see from her? We see her go out and catch you know spear some fish, and, and Tyson talked about this week how hard that is. Um, so she she does have yeah. physical gifts. I, I am I am interested to see when we get to emerge how um, how all of these people do at individual challenges because uh, there are a couple of duds, but there are an awful lot of physically gifted people left. We've seen Shannon Liana both have moments where that where they showed some some chops at, at at challenges and Ricard is is physically gifted and of course Danny is and Nasir is I mean Nasir won a team challenge by himself with his with two other people on his tribe actively trying not to win um and uh, Xander is is a, an incredible swimmer at least we know that. Uh, and and Evie is good at puzzles, and and she's shown some some abilities in some of these. You know, obviously she swam the wrong direction last week, but uh, we've seen a lot from a lot of these players. That I'm <laughs> I'm really I'm really interested in how they're gonna how how this is gonna play out when we get to individual challenges. And that kind of brings us to the last bit of editing intrigue of the night. Um, I I almost forgot about this. You get all the way to the end. Jeannie goes home. Uh, she handles it very gracefully. And then we see our preview for next week where Jeff says, drop your buffs. You are, and everybody says merged. And Jeff goes, eh, not quite. Or not exactly. And then we see their reactions that include phrases <laughs> like survivors never done this before. This opens up a whole new possibilities. Everything's different. Justin, what do you think is coming next week? Don't know, Jerry. This is this is unreal. Like I, I missed I missed the uh, next Thailand Survivor last week um, <laughs> while I was in the hotel room uh, dealing with my nephew uh, who was bouncing off the walls a little bit because his first trip to Orlando, and so I missed the first time on Survivor last week. Didn't miss it this week, and I'm glad I didn't because a lot of intrigue there. And look, we we've we've come to find out this season. So maybe the next time on Survivor really doesn't matter um, that that these little segments have been. But again, you've mentioned it before. Maybe this is the side of season. This is the maybe this is the signature of season forty-one 
is that you get these people to bite on this on the trope part or they bite on on this particular like thought process that this is what survivor is and then all of a sudden they pull it back on you and i just wonder where we've maybe got lulled into that false sense of the next time on survivor meaning anything maybe maybe jeff ends up saying yeah we're merged um, or we're going to do a competition and eliminate somebody right now. That's that. Maybe that's the possibility. Maybe, maybe he gets them to vote out someone and then merge. Like they vote out someone at the challenge and then they merge. That, that's a, the, the possibilities are kind of endless because we didn't get a ton, but we got enough to, to, to give us some intrigue, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm really interested. They've done a really good job. If nothing else, even though like, the trend has been, well, what they showed us isn't going to matter. So, and it, it was this way this week. Uh, I think what we saw last week was they were going through Xander's bag and we did see that, but it really didn't have much impact on the play this week. We saw Jeannie find the third part of the, or find the third part of the idol, but Jeannie didn't benefit from that. She went home. Uh, we saw, the Luvu men talking about teaming up to take out one of the girls. And that really didn't happen at all. Um, so that's been the, that's been the trend, but like, we definitely know that something is happening next week that isn't emerge, but functions at the same, but, but changes the tribe structure at the very least. What I would love to see, this is an idea I, I had, I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't have any reason to think it's going to happen. What if we did four tribes of three? And obviously that would only last one cycle because somebody, one of those tribes is going to lose somebody. Um, And then they're going to be down to two and you're going to have to combine again. And that that probably becomes the merge. Mm -hmm. But what if they do four tribes of three, but the way they set it up is they do an individual challenge and the first four to finish are captains and they pick their tribes. Their tribes. Let me throw this out you know, alongside that, that. It would be fun. Schoolyard pick kind of thing. Let me throw this one out alongside that. Uh, very similar going along the lines of a four four tribe, three person thing. Or yeah, four tribes of three. What if it's an, a, an immunity challenge where they have the four tribes competing? The first two that, that finish are safe. They're safe. Nobody can go home the other two merge together to send one person home. That would be fun. Because then like, there's no, you don't really know if there's any uh, loyalty within those three, but remember they can't talk about it together because they're different tribes. They will only get to talk about it once they reach tribal and then they decide. So it could end in rocks or it could be that maybe um, that Liana and Shan thing could come to fruition. Something along that storyline maybe comes comes together, or maybe it's something from earlier in the season, like a Tiffany and Sydney. Um, and that would that would lend itself very well. I think it was Deshaun. The, the clip that they showed of him was him saying something to the effect of the possibilities are endless, and that kind of, that would lend itself to it because first you have these tribes broken down into threes, where at the very least uh, the Ua people will be with a third person um, at the very least one of the Yase people, if not more, will be in a group with somebody new. 
And at the very least, you'll have two sets of Luvu. You might have Luvu in all four of the mini tribes. And then you don't know which of the two tribe, which of the two mini tribes are going to go to tribal. Um, you just don't know. And that right there, I, I love that idea. I don't know that they'll do that. I don't know that they'll do any of this. They may, it may be that they reshuffle into two tribes of six and Deshaun just overreacted. Who knows? But I am so excited to watch next week. And that's the entire point of, 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 of the preview. That's the entire point of that is to be excited for next week. Yeah. yeah they've done a really good job with them. And, you know, we've, we've thrown out some of the possibilities. I like, I like all of them. I like the four tribes of three and maybe one of them goes to tribal or maybe two go to tribal. And then they send one person home from the six that go to tribal. And then you merge at the next episode, or maybe they, have to send somebody home at the challenge. Um, <laughs> you know, you would think that Luvu would just say, all right, look, we got it. We got numbers here. Or maybe it's the, it's Ua and, and Yasa. They go up It's six to five, right? They say, well, look, we're, we've got six. Y'all got five. We're going to take one of you out. Maybe that's the way it plays out. You just don't know how that's going to work. Um, so that's a possibility. Maybe they use the idols or so. I don't know. There, there's a lot of possibilities and I love the fact that we don't really know what it is. And maybe it under, in a, it over promises under, under delivers a little bit when we get there next week, but they have done a really good job this season of, like you said earlier, it's, it's creating suspense and moments that we probably shouldn't feel a ton of suspense for. Um, and this episode is really well edited. I have no reason to believe that the next episode won't be just as well edited and meaning that whatever this surprise is, that it won't be a pretty meaningful and impactful one um, where we maybe, maybe we really haven't seen it before. Um, and I think that that makes it fun. Like we've had, I know there's been a lot of complaints about the season, but man, this has been one of my favorite seasons so far. I've enjoyed it a lot. Um, I've enjoyed it a lot. I've enjoyed the cast and I've enjoyed the editing, uh, which, which kind of leads us into what we've been, wrapping up each episode with what was your, who was your best edit of the week? Um, I think the, the obvious one might be Nasir, but, um, and so I'll go with the obvious one. Um, take that one from you. Sorry. Um, this, cause I hadn't been doing obvious ones. I thought Nasir had a fun edit. Um, we've talked about it quite a bit. Um, you know, he was a very fun loving, just, you got to see a lot of his personality, um, a lot of his like wholesomeness kind of come out in this episode. Um, and we've kind of beat that, you know, to death a little bit, but I thought that there wasn't a ton to choose from. Um, but another one, you know, um, uh, that I'll throw out is <clears throat> really the, I thought the Yasa tribe again, got a really strong edit as a whole, um, in a, in a, in an episode where none of them could really go home. We got a lot of Yasa. And they won the challenge. Yeah, that's fair. My best edit, uh, and what's funny is I also thought about this person for worst edit. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Shan, um, because okay, we've gotten to see that Shan is a very well-rounded player, and by well-rounded, I don't even necessarily mean that she's good at everything. Um, we've seen that she has these sort of game bot mm-hmm. tendencies. Um, that she 
I don't even know if game bot's the right word, but that she's strategic and she has things she wants to do and she has a strategy and she has theme music in her head and she's got all this stuff going on, but she also makes mistakes. She's flawed. Um, the, the conversation, while I think it was an unforced error from her with Ricard, it was real. That's how people would really interact. You would not be perfect out there. You would have some times where like, you probably shouldn't have said that. You probably should have done, handled that situation a little bit differently. And so I like that we got to see that. We got to see her real emotion about her mother. We got to see her build a connection with Liana um, and, and play some play some game there. We just got to see so much from her tonight and so many different sides of her that it was just a really – whether it's the next building block in a winter's edit or whether it's fleshing her out to send her home next week. It was an enjoy. I, I like getting to see so much of her. Yeah, no, I agree. I thought that I thought she had, she had a, an edit um, that lended itself to either. You thought it was a good edit for her or a bad edit, but at the end of the day, like, we, we, you and I both, I think, kind of enjoy the, the people moments a lot and, you know, cutting some onions up a little bit and getting some allergies going. And I, you know, I thought that was a fun moment for her tonight to really kind of reflect on what it means to be out there. And um, I thought there were some really good moments um, for her. And again, she just, she's a really good strategist. She also makes some unforced errors, but it's very real. I mean, she plays the game. I think she plays the game well. And I'll say this, she doesn't win, she's coming back because she's a fun character. Yeah, and I'll also say that there were some moments for Adam when we watched his season that we didn't think he played things perfectly. There were some moments for Tyson that we didn't think he played. There were some some real mistakes. There were some spots where he risked some – he made – he took some unnecessary risks that could have sent him home um, that, that right. we noticed. So it, it, you do not have to have a perfect edit to win Survivor. Um, so who do you think had the worst edit tonight? Yeah. Or do you want me to go first? I'll let you, I'll let you go Mine first. Is Xander. He just looked so okay. stupid tonight, for lack of a better word. And, yeah. and I don't think he is. I think he's a smart guy. I think no. he... He had a very like what what did you call Taylor that one time the the bag of hammers dumb like he had that moment. He just I mean it, it started out good like he was trying to build something with Tiffany and and Evie and he decides to tell or or Evie helps can helps him decide that he's going to tell Tiffany about his idol but instead of just telling her what was going on. He tried to lie to her and she wisely asked to see it because she already knew what it was. And so when he told her something different than what it actually, what he actually had, she asked to see it. And then he has to acknowledge that he's lied to her and she acts like she is cool with it. And I don't know that she's not, I don't think she definitely didn't give us a reaction of, well, he lied to me. I'm done with him. Um, 
I thought I thought for sure she'd want to take him out now. I mean, but she already wanted to, right? Like the, the that's or 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 she's going to use it to her advantage and make him kind of indebted to her for the rest of the game. Like I think the the, the thing that I have to keep in mind here is is Xander looked really dumb in that moment, but like at that point, if he doesn't activate his idol and they lose, he's going home. Like whether he lies, tells the truth, or hands her a hundred dollars out of his bag. He's going home at that point. So it really didn't hurt him, but man, he looked bad. He uh, well, Before this season, I think the day after we did our draft, I uh, got into a little Twitter conversation with Wardog from season 39. And I'm not just name dropping. This doesn't happen often. I just happened to respond to one of his tweets and he responded back. And I said, I liked Liana and Xander. And he said, no, they cannot win. They can't. And I think part of that is because of their youth. Um, and, and they are very much like we're out here for, for Survivor because we're 20 years old. We've, played the, we've seen this game our whole lives. We think we can win because we're physically gifted. And we, know how, we, we have a book of strategy that we're going to follow. And tonight, Xander looked, he looked 20 years old tonight. Um, he got outwit, he outwitted by people who were older and smarter than him and wiser in dealing with people. And he got his lunch eaten. And I think he can recover from it. I, I don't, I don't, I do not think he wins, but uh, I don't think he like sunk himself forever with Tiffany, but it was just such a bad look. Yeah, no, I thought, and I, and I, I hinted at this, but I didn't want to take it in case it was your best edit. I thought Tiffany and Liana, when I mentioned the Yasa tribe, I thought those two, if you combine them together, I thought they had the best edit of the night. That's yeah. Um, that's really outside, fair. Outside of, outside of Nasir. Um, Nasir's was just more fun for me, but in terms of actual gameplay, in terms of like maybe impacting the rest of the season, I thought those two, especially if they're able to, to couple up, so to speak, and, and, become a little bit of a duo. I, I told you this last week. I said, is, I asked you the question. Um, I think it was in a message though. I don't think it was on the podcast. I asked you, do you think Tiffany can win? And the more, the more I see of it, like the, the edits turning in her direction, like the edit is, is, is getting there to where like, it's not Tony esque by any means, but like she's becoming a more believable, like, person that could go win this game because she's she's picking up on some of these younger people trying to fool her and she's not letting them buy her but she's also playing the right way of saying especially after we saw her in the first um first couple episodes she was kind of a wild card but then tonight she plays that off so perfect of like she was like yeah like look man i'm you know i'm such and such years old i've been doing this a lot longer than you like I can tell when you're lying, dude. But like, it's fine. I forgive you. We're good. I appreciate you sharing the information. Tiffany from first or second episode might have like flipped out on Xander. If I had to guess, this is a completely different Tiffany. Well, I will say, it's similar to what we said about Shan earlier, what we have from Tiffany now is we're either seeing why she's a credible threat to win, like. Maybe they've learned from their past mistakes that they can't let the they can't let somebody like Tiffany get all the way to final tribal 
without some of these moments, because then we know she's just a goat and we just don't even, there's no, there's no suspense with her because we know she's not going to win. Um, so, so maybe they've learned from that. Maybe she does win or maybe there's, there's some credibility when we get to the merge. She's Sydney, Liana and, um, Xander or, you know, whoever, when three or four people who have interacted with her in different, at different points come together and say, we really need to get rid of Tiffany. There have been moments like that in past seasons where we've gone, really? Why? Where, where they don't show us this person's strategic side yeah. until after they've already, they've already been identified as a threat. And we go, but, but why are they, why are they a threat? So, you had that moment with Tommy and right. Island of the Idols, and I was like, I was like, I think Tommy's going to win. You're like, Justin, he can't win. Like, he's just not very good at the game. Like, there's, they've shown us nothing of Tommy. Tommy hasn't really done anything. And then I'm like, Jeremy, what? Like, he he has, but I just don't know that they've shown it to us. And you were like, that, that's a problem. And you're right. I mean, it was a problem. Um, I thought that he just had the cleanest edit of the people I thought were going to get to the finals. And I thought that Dean's rally came a little too late and that Tommy had made a lot more inroads in the jury that yeah. we just didn't get to see, but I thought they were there because I didn't is, think Dean had done a very good job of building. And they've shown us that this season, Tiffany, we've seen connections right. with her. We're like, she's got this connection with Xander. Either this is the building block for a relationship going forward, or this is why Tiffany ends up, you know, ends up gearing up to get Xander out. Well, now not only does he have these idols, but he lied to me. We've got to get him out. Uh, I think she's in the best position in this tribe because Liana trusts her, right? Evie trusts her. Xander trusts her. Right. She's insulated on all sides. So, yeah, Um, we've seen with her. She's got connections with everybody that's that's left on her tribe. Shan has connections with Ricard, but we also see the, 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 the disjoin there. Shan also has connections with um, Liana, which means if they get to emerge, she's got connections with Evie and Tiffany. Um, you know, Sydney, mm-hmm. I, she doesn't like Tiffany, but I could see that easily being something Tiffany. where, you know, they get to emerge, they get to emerge, either they take each other out or Tiffany says, hey, I, you know, I, I thought maybe we would have a connection because we had this, this, this experience together, but it kind of seems like you and I can't get along. What can we do to fix that? You know, there are inroads there where we, we will see why there's everybody on the Island. When we went to make our power rankings today, I was looking at it as though there, there could be a murder Mm -hmm. happening tonight because the, you know, we talked about it last week. I felt like there was potential for that. And with a merge in Mm -hmm. mind, everyone in the game, I felt like could be the most safe and the least safe. And I could not settle on anything. So I ended up just making a list. And I think that's a really good thing that everybody, if they merge next week, all 12 of the people that are left, I could see them winning for the most part. There's some that I couldn't see winning. I could at least see them being very, very safe next week, or I could see them going home. And that's a good thing. I don't want to go into next week knowing that, right. Well, for sure, it's one of these two people going home. Right. 
and that, like for me, I went with tonight on my power rankings. I decided that I'm, I bet heavy on Luvu losing a challenge eventually. So I put two of them at the bottom of the, of the, the pile. But I also put Genie down there um, because I thought that if Ua somehow lost, that that would be the I, – I, I basically operated on if we stuck with three tribes. And honestly, man, if they'd emerged tonight, I'd have been done for. Like I, I don't know who would have gone home, which means next week I've really got to you know figure out some things for my power ranking. But what I'll say is I think there's one person I'm going to put near the bottom, and that will lead into my, my worst edit of the night real quick. It's Shan. I know that was your best edit, so I'm, I'm going a little bit of a devil's avocado a little bit for you. But I did uh, say that I thought I thought hard about her for worst edit too. So right, yeah. So the reason I'm going worst edit here though is I really think that you're right. It could be the the stumbling block episode for the winner that eventually happens that comes from her, or this is the we've seen her be the strongest player up until now. And she's going to overplay right at the merge and get sent home either right before the merge or right at the merge or shortly after the merge or yeah, somewhere in this little range. I think Shan goes within the next three votes, if I had to guess. Um, Because I don't think she's a winner, but I think they've set her up to come back. I think that just going off the edit, I don't, I think they've, they've given us too much Shan. And I think that the person that maybe engineers Shan going home could be your winner because they built her as a powerhouse. They've built her as a powerhouse that makes mistakes. And when you're a powerhouse that makes mistakes, there's going to be someone potentially at this merge that's going to zone in on her and take her out. And maybe that's the move that propels that person to the end. I don't know that. I'm just speculating. But I think that that could be a real big possibility is that we see somebody really stake claim to this season by being the person that engineers the Shan blindside. Yeah, because and, um, and, and that's going to be important for whoever that is, because we've seen Shan establish inroads with every person she sent out of Ua. Everybody that went out from Sarah to Brad to JD to Jeannie thought they had established something with her specifically that was going to protect her, protect them, and they went home. Now, oh, and if Ricardo went home tonight, he thought he was right? her number one. So everybody in that trap, and Ricard knows that. <laughs> Ricard is smart enough that he knows that. So I wonder if he will, when the merge comes or when whatever happens, will he be the one who ste- who reaches across enemy lines, so to speak, and says, listen, she's my number one. She's been my number one, but she's, she's dangerous. She made connections with all these people specifically and then orchestrated them going out. We have to get her out now. I think, and maybe this is just, it just clicked with me when you said that. I think that one of them engineers the other going home, right? So like Ricard takes out Shan or Shan takes out Ricard and someone else in the tribe recognizes in that moment that if that person is willing to cut through their number one from the tribal phase, then they're going to cut through to any of us. We're going to take them out next. So I, I don't know that they won't go out in order. Um, or very close to one another in the sense that like maybe Shan idles out Ricard 
And then in the next one, they're like, oh, she had an idol. And if she hadn't had the idol, she was going home. Yeah, she's got to go now because we can't let her stick around. Yeah. Yeah. And, and both of them are strong physically, strong enough to win a couple challenges. But I don't think either yeah. of them is strong enough that they just, you know, they went they, that they, they went four these in a row and and by the time you can get them out other things have come up. I I, I don't think that's going to happen. So yeah, I I've I've gone from you could tell from their reaction when they lost the immunity challenge tonight that they they felt a grasp on the game that had slipped away. Because I do think if the, that trio can get to the immunity can get to the merge, they could be very strong. But you could tell that they knew no matter how that vote went tonight, any of them winning just got a lot harder. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, this this has been, I, I said earlier, this has been a really fun season for me to watch because Jeff has delivered on the promise about the, the four and dropping the one or whatever, dropping the four and looking at it as a one. I mean, this is, this feels, this feels very survivory, but it feels not survivory. If that makes sense. Um, it, it feels new. It feels exciting. And really, I think the best part of all this truthfully, we are building probably five to six characters that I think will return throughout like down the road. Like I think JD is going to be somebody that'll come back. I think Shan is going to come back. I think Ricard can come back. Um, I don't know that Danny will come back, but he could. Um, I look at Deshaun as a potential returner. Um, help me out here. Xander, um, Evie. Like there's, there's, there's a strong case that there's five to nine people on this on this particular season that could come back and play again, not on the same season, but on separate seasons. As I maybe, did you say Leon? I could see her coming back. I didn't, but yeah, Liana's another one. Um, you know, some of the older folks, uh, Nasir and Tiffany and, and Heather probably don't come back, but I think that the younger, I can see, Bra- I can see Brad coming back. Um, Brad, 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 like depends on how far we go out. Cause Jeff said that it's going to be a while before we have returners. So if we're talking four to five years, maybe Brad doesn't come back. Um, but you know, you never know. Um, but yeah, I think he's enough of a character. People could want him back. Um, I think Sarah, you know, people have have talked about a a first boot season forever. I hate that concept in general, but if you had a, some sort of second chance season where let's say you had one tribe that was first boots, um, yeah. where, where you know you're looking for you know six to ten first boots of, over the last 41 seasons uh i think sarah could be one of those because i don't think she went i've, I've heard a first boots versus runner-up season would be yeah. i mean that could be fun because sarah uh, one thing that's unfortunate for her and i don't even know if we ever talked about this on here and is that her strength was distance swimming and there's so much distance swimming in these team challenges and yet the one challenge she was a part of was all on land. Um, and, and so th- that may be something that she's able to get back on as a first boot and, and, and get to show off her prowess. So, but anyway, I, I agree with you that this, this cast is really, really strong. The editing is really, really strong. Um, I, 
I like some of the advantages they've done. And, and fortunately the stuff that, that felt a little bit too much has gotten bounced out of the, the game. Um, so I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. 